and welcome to Scene to Song, a musical theater podcast for people who love to discuss, critique, and celebrate musicals as a literary art form. I'm your host, Shoshana Greenberg, and each week I'll bring on a guest to talk about a musical, musical theater writer, or a topic or trend in musical theater. My guest today is Daniel Levin. Daniel is a playwright, composer, lyricist, and producer whose musicals include Spandex the Musical, Luna Park, and To Paint the Earth, for which he won the Richard Rogers Award. His plays have been published in three editions of the Best American Short Plays, and he holds an MFA from the Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program at NYU. We're going to talk today about plot twists in musical theater. Daniel, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to get started with our get to know our guest questions. Uh, what was your first experience with a musical? So my first experience was seeing Evita when I think I was about seven or eight, maybe a little older. Um, and it was at Toby's Dinner Theater in Columbia, Maryland. It's right outside Baltimore. When I was a kid, you know, we just drove like... 45 minutes and we're at this magical place, you know, Toby's. And, I was, you know, I was saying, like, dinner theater today, I think, has a little bit of a negative connotation, particularly, mm-hmm. like, we get snobby. But but it was totally transporting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, your our waiter was in the show. I don't yeah. remember. It wasn't, like, Che or Avita, but it was someone who... Maybe like Magaldi, like it was like a small role, right. but just seeing them on stage and then they came and took our order, like I was totally <laughs> transported. I loved that it was all sung through. I actually really liked, yeah. that set the tone, I really liked sung through musicals, which is oh, problematic because I write book and, <laughs> and I write a lot of scenes, but the shows yeah. that I used to and, and really grew up with were like sung through right. rock operas. What is the last great musical you saw? Well, I guess I guess Hamilton, but I feel uh-huh. like that's a little cliche now. Um, but it was probably the best experience I've had in the yeah. theater recently with a musical. And, nice. You know, I, I mean, I guess partly because it is iconic, uh-huh. and I actually knew a guy who was the second piano, and so he was kind of like living the dream in Hamilton. So it was kind of a special experience to be there. Um, But I also really did love the show, which is unusual because when something is hyped up, I'm I'm very like contrarian oriented. And I think I, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes I form my opinions based on like, Everyone else is saying this, so I look for like, what are they missing? So I I was ready to be disappointed or be mm-hmm. jealous or whatever the hundreds of things happen yeah. when you're a writer and you go see new musicals. But um, And I was like standing in back of the orchestra and I was just, just loved it. I was totally, um, it had a, the story really yeah. was moving to me. And, um, you know, interestingly, the idea of the narrator as the jealous runner up to mm-hmm. you know goes back to Evita with sort of Che is like angry mm-hmm. and bitter yeah. and so you have Burr and you have Judas so I I, I guess I kind of gravitate towards some of those oh, it, yeah. it's like a construct that's used a lot yeah. that I think is really effective because um, we sort of root for the underdog um, it's like Solieri and mm-hmm. Amadeus tells yeah. a story and you just feel his jealousy yeah. and so I think I kind of sympathize or empathize with the the losers and (laughs) so 
seeing it through Burr's eyes, yeah. I think, was kind of brilliant. And um, and it was played. I mean, Leslie Odom Jr., I just, that performance was also mm. blew me away. And yeah. um, it lived up to the hype. What's a musical people might be surprised to find out you love? I'm going to say maybe Damn Yankees. Oh, um, interesting. I don't know if they'd actually, if they know me, they wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I think <laughs> they might be surprised because just of the show. I was yeah. sort of thinking the other day, like, no one's revived it. It was my senior year high school show. Oh, so, so I you, know so well. you, you know, who, yeah. who, were you in it? I was uh, Meg, yeah. <laughs> you, oh, wow, oh, Meg. Oh, yeah. that's a great role. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, I love that show. Um, well, yeah, why do you... Why do you love it? Um, well, then, and I want to hear why you love okay. it, too. Um, I mean, so many... Well, one, again, like, the family... So he lives in Bethesda, mm-hmm. Maryland, our hero. And I yeah. grew up in Bethesda, mm. right outside D.C. Yeah. And my dad um, rooted for the Senators mm. his whole life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, And then the Nationals of late. And, you know, we're a big family that loves D.C. sports teams and we're just, like, used to disappointment all growing up. So they're right. just the title and yeah. understanding, like, just hating the Yankees. And I think, <laughs> you know, if you are if you were going to Orioles games growing up, like, you actually probably hated the Yankees more than you even loved the Orioles. So right. It, because there, weren't, there wasn't a D.C. team, so it transferred to the Orioles. But so... I really love that idea yeah. that he he was a guy from my town who hated the Yankees. <laughs> and I think the other thing is I always love when a musical is sort of surprising. It's interesting that you say Meg because, like, Goodbye Old Girl, yeah. you know that song? Like, yeah, yeah, It's, I mean, because it has the Shoeless Joe from Hannibal Moe and right. all the fun stuff and whatever Lola wants. It has all this stuff, but then you're, like, hit with just a love song. Yeah. or I don't know. It was something, like, that made me, like, want to weep. Yeah, and it was a show that was just totally fun. So I loved, I, I think, like being surprised that yeah. something can actually hit you in the gut when you think you're kind of laughing. What did you love well, about it? Other I mean, than being in other it, other than being in it. Well, yeah. and, and also like the devil character is like hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Just such a cool persona character. You know, a great role. Um, one thing I kind of noticed about it later, which I think is really cool, is that the there's, like, three women characters, and they're all, like, these very different types of women. There's, like, Lola, like, the sexy right. one, um, who is kind of, like, has to use her sex to right. do, sort of get fem- things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Meg, who's, like, kind of the... Uh, housewife, homemaker, uh, and then uh, Gloria, who's like this spunky, like journalist, like professional, right? right. The kind uh, of front page, yeah. Like, so like we have these like Friday. three very different types of women in this one show from the fifties, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and they're you know they they fall into these roles of like homemaker, right? Professional sex sex pot, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, but they, they do transcend those roles, like in little subtle ways, which is also cool. Like, yeah, like Meg, um, you know, she's waiting at home, but they, they really give her songs and stuff to do. It's not like, it's not like she's there in the beginning. Right. Just like a foil. And then like when he comes home, she's like, Oh, you're back. Right. Um, Right. You know, she's, we check in on her and we get to like hear what she's going through. Um, You may be getting at why it isn't revived. I mean, maybe because, because in some ways it like 
it's still stereotypical in terms of like the the female like even yeah. though you appreciate that they broke out of their roles a little yeah. bit like Lola is probably you know a very oh you know, kind of an old trope mm-hmm. of, like, the woman yeah. who's going to bring him down. It's possible um, that Although the devil's there, too, trying to bring him yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, it's possible sex. people see it that way. But, I mean, then she does, like, go. they go off and they sing, what, Lost Souls and they... Oh, Two Lost Souls. Two yeah, Lost Souls yeah. and they... Um, and she's like, eh, whatever. You know? Yeah. In the end, does she, like, set him free a little? I can't remember, like, how he winds up, or he rejects her, or, um... Um... I mean, Gloria's definitely... They find, like, a... They find, like, a, a an out. I think he finds an out. Like a little... It's like funny. a escape clause Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> <laughs> and then, Oh, I think you're right. In the contract that yeah, he signed, yeah. there's an escape clause. He, like, outsmarts the devil. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, my gosh. See, I said it's a musical, but, you know, people wouldn't know that I like him. Clearly... I, don't, I haven't even checked in on it in a while. Yeah, let's turn to our topic of okay. plot twists in musical theater. So right. um, I guess gets, uh, we can get started with just uh, why this topic intrigues you. Yeah, well, I think I'm a real... Um, I just love stories. Mm-hmm. I loved um, listening to, you know, when you had library and elementary school. Yeah. And you went. I really love... Um, I guess, being told a story. And so I thought, you know, maybe we could discuss or, like, try to figure out, you know, are there good stories in musicals? And to me, a good story will often, you feel like you're very well taken care of and Mm -hmm. that there's everything is kind of building for a reason. Right. Um, Like, an example that I was thinking of the other day was actually Karate Kid, not a musical, (laughs) but, like, in terms of a twist or, like, just a payoff, I think that's what I'm thinking. It's like you just feel like you're in such good hands because um, I actually just watched it again. I I introduced it to my son. There's, you know, he has to like wax on, wax off. Mm -hmm. He paints the fence. He's supposed to be learning karate from this, you know, um, kind of father figure, Mr. Mm -hmm. Miyagi. And you as the audience are like, oh my God, he's just being used for like forced labor. Like he's just sanding this guy's deck and, and buffing his cars. But and then there's a scene, there's like one scene where Daniel is ready to throw in the towel and he's just like, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of, you know, I'm your yeah. slave, I'm not, I'm not learning karate. And he's like, you know, side to side. And, yeah. and, and they just go through this whole routine and like everything flashes back and you realize that, yeah. oh my God, he's been, he wasn't really ready to learn, like he was scared and anxious yeah. about karate, so he wasn't ready to learn it, but Mr. Miyagi like found this ingenious way uh-huh. and it's just like you, you know you sort of get chills and yeah. I just like love I don't know if you have like favorite plot twists mm-hmm. um but it's like those kind of moments um oh Henry like yeah. would do that all the time right where you're just like oh my gosh that is beautiful and it also makes sense in the yeah. story and it's it's like a payoff and I think I just I love that so I thought if we were going to talk about something right maybe right. we'd talk about that and I don't think it's talked about very often because I think music and lyrics mm-hmm. get a lot more attention. Yeah, right. You know? So I guess it's sort of talking about the book of a musical, the story, the twists, and can you have them? And yeah. can you just be told a, a great story in a musical? Yeah. So um, what do you think? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you had yeah. the answer. I, I don't know. That's why you came on to, yeah, to figure to it figure out. out. Um, well, we. <laughs> We mentioned um, earlier before we were talking. We mentioned Sweeney Todd, yes. as um, a like 
probably the first one that comes to mind for me of like right. a show that really does that with a with a twist at the end right. and like really like we should say spoiler alert by the way in case the, if you <laughs> well, haven't seen Sweeney yeah we, we might won't give say away. what the twist oh we won't is. say okay yeah. oh good for us uh, yeah okay. <laughs> but um okay but just like being like in the hands of the storyteller mm, going yeah. along and then having it like you know that twist come and being like Whoa. Right. And actually, there are more twists. You know, when I think about it, there's a final big twist. Yeah. But there's like the Pirelli twist, right? That Mm -hmm. he was uh, the the assistant of Sweeney before, you know, there's that twist that he's challenged by this guy that you think is an Italian rival. And then, oh, he's actually, he he is cutthroat. He's going after him. Um, So it's it's great storytelling, I feel like. I think Hugh Wheeler, like, it's just like a really beautifully masterfully told yeah um, I mean, melodrama we we actually studied that one at in grad school um with a teacher who would say like look how they are giving you the information you need multiple times the oven is here see this oven you know oh, so okay. like like yeah, all planted. these little things that like they're pointing to like what's going to be important at the end and like right. they're they're going over it like again and again but right. you don't really realize that is that. happening yeah um so like because they're on the stage especially like so much is going on and like it's so easy to miss things like right what that show does really well is like make sure you like know what you need to know yeah Right, and you know that, like, the pies aren't selling well. Right. Like, you know, um, all right, all that stuff. Something bad happened with yeah. um, his daughter. Um, that's true. You're, you're very well taken care of. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, in order for those breadcrumbs to sort of happen, yeah. I'm sure as you were talking, I was, like, thinking, you know, one thing that's frustrating as, as like, a book writer when we write is, like, the composer, your collaborator, even you will think, you know what, this song that's in the middle of the second act, mm-hmm. it actually, music-wise, I want it in the opening, mm-hmm. you know? And and so it then makes you, like, you have to go back and you're like, but I tried to plant right. things. So, that, so I think, you know, when you're writing a story like Oh Henry, you're yeah. the master of your own domain. Right. But when you're collaborating mm. and when there's, like, music coming in, right. you have to, like, think of these other factors. And yeah. I think, like, in, in Sondheim might have even been saying, you know, I need this song here, I need this yeah. song here. And, and it's it's amazing when book writers are able to still keep the integrity right. of a story that's building. Well, I feel like they like. must have been, you know, I mean, I don't know. But to get that effect, you really need to be, like, working in tandem. Because the music has to build, too. Like, the music, there's, like, themes planted in the music that's that true. also build, you know. To, right, that's true. Yeah, and, yeah. Right, because that's also a payoff. It's a musical payoff. Right, that right. That's, that's, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I was thinking when you were saying the the things you studied in grad school, we did West Side Story, uh-huh. which, you know, Romeo and Juliet is the ultimate plot twist. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just sort of thinking back on, like, it's 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 often the climax right. of a play, and, and, um, and you know, Pyramus and Thisbe, like, the, the myth before that, it's like, um, it's irony, you yeah. know, and um, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting when you said what you studied, because mm-hmm. I think I love that about West Side Story, too, is, yeah. is a great plot twist. Yeah, but Sweeney, 
I think we had trouble thinking of that many others. That yeah, kind of well, like a real. Um, yeah, the, I was thinking of okay. So you don't know this. You said you don't know this show, but um, Zombie Prom. I think it's fairly well known. Yeah. Um, it was an off Broadway show, um, and that is very like stylized, like fifties um, sci-fi kind of spooky. Oh, right. Um, and they, that does do like a plot twist in a funny way, but it's like, um, the two, uh, characters turn out to be related to another character kind of thing. I won't give it away, you know, but like, um, like, and this all comes out in like the, the final, final scene kind of thing. So I think those kind of plot twists are probably... Like, you can do something like that, like, in that kind of, like, high energy, like, high stylized, like, funny type show. Right. Um, where it's like, oh, my gosh, like. Right, like the reveal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh my, right, that's true. That can happen. Yeah. Um, I think it can happen in serious musicals. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sort of thinking, like, Les Mis has a plot twist that Valjean, that the, the real Javert thinks he's discovered the real mm-hmm. Valjean, and this is like his escape. And then yeah. in some ways, that's like a little bit of a twist that he's free, right? Um, and then he kind of doesn't allow that to yeah. happen. And I think that sort of it shows his character that it could have been a twist, a, a great twist for him, mm-hmm. um, but instead he goes right back into the fire, which is right. which is something that's that's interesting. I mean, the other thing is like when he when Valjean lifts the cart. And this happens in the book, too. Javert, mm-hmm. like, recognizes the strength. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that, the way that's set up, that he's the strongest prisoner. Yeah. There's something, like, superhuman about his strength. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you, as the audience, too, you're like, you know, you're hoping he's not going to give it away. And right. then you're like, oh, that's what gave it away. Mm-hmm. Because he was saving someone's life. Yeah. So he couldn't not do it, but he gave himself away. And, right. and I, I guess that's sort of, like, little delicious yeah. ironies. That make you feel like you're being taken care of. One, uh, yeah, one show I was thinking of that has like a plot twist fairly early on is Next to Normal. Yes. Which I probably shouldn't give that away either. But it's, uh, you know, a character. I mean, this happens in movies all the time. It's like a character you think is. Alive and there is really not right. It's very beautiful mind. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. Yeah, when I saw yeah, it. And, and that and I mean they really. I mean it's like the sixth sense. They really work to stage it. So oh, that, yeah, that's the ultimate. Yeah, that, that is that is <laughs> the, the ultimate twist. Like he's, I guess, the O. Henry of our of our. T- yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of it. That. <laughs> that's it. That's the. The whole movie builds towards that right. one. But it's very similar next to normal in that they stage it so that you're not aware of right. that is a thing at all. And right, then, that's true, that's true. I mean, I feel like Next to Normal came on a little late to the bandwagon for uh-huh. that thing. Maybe that's why, to me, it didn't have the same punch mm. that it did, like Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Totally fooled me, right. you know, um, uh as did Sixth Sense, because luckily no one spoiled right, it for right. before I saw it, you know. And so maybe it didn't quite land in that way. Mm, um, it's something that had been tried. Yeah. Not that it wasn't, you know, and there were great things about that show, but that right. particular plot twist for me didn't give me that. Yeah, yeah. It's like the gas moment, uh-huh. you know. That's what I'm, I'm sort of thinking of other words for what we're saying. Right, like right. The plot twist, the payoff, yeah. the aha moment, the gas, you know. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. you want to call it. But but yeah, that that's true. Next to normal. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can't really think of shows that many musicals that really have like that gasp moment right it's really just like Sweeney Todd Sweeney. and if, if you gasped at next to normal you know um, <laughs> right 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 like and I yeah I mean and then you know one thing we want to figure out is why that is like why musicals don't generally right I mean there's it's such it's so prevalent in like the film genre yeah um but in musicals they, they don't really do like that that um, yeah, that twist, that right. turn, that just is so surprising. And I was thinking, you know, I was just thinking about, like, my boy Bill, uh-huh. Soliloquy and yeah. Carousel, and it's a little twist in that he's like, what if it's a girl, and, like, that throws oh, the whole song, yeah. you know, so there's, that's a song that does it a little bit, because I was thinking as right. you were talking, like, maybe it's hard to do it in a song yeah. to have, like, everything come together like that. Right. Um, and if it happens in a non-song, maybe... It's hard to do. I, I yeah. mean, you said something, maybe it's when we were talking earlier, about, like, musicals expand things too mm. much and kind of can become yeah. too obvious. Well, I think, well, I think um, you know, musicals just have a different pacing from, you know, uh, even plays, film, obviously, right. um, because of the, the songs. It's just right. a totally different. So you're, it's very hard. I think it probably very hard to do that kind of um you know build 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 twist and right. you know right for you know that films can do so well and right. probably I mean, some plays too is anyone trying do you know if anyone's option six cents the musical <laughs> like because that, that, that would be I a real know. test yeah that i don't know um i think like and i don't know if this is similar with like comedy like, I was thinking, like, it can kill a good plot twist, and, yeah. and a musical can sometimes kill comedy. Like, I was thinking of Heathers, which I saw. Uh-huh. Um, did you see Heathers? I did not. Um, and there were a lot of really cool things about the show. Some of the music was great and yeah. it was fun. Um, there was just, and I, so I don't want to pick on it, but the moment I'm thinking about is this, um, it's like a throwaway line from the mm-hmm. movie, which is that... Um, she's kind of created a suicide note that these boys have been like having mm-hmm. an affair secretly yeah. and the father comes up and he says you know at the at the funeral he's like I love my dead gay son mm-hmm. and you know you're like and, and in the movie it became kind of iconic because and it almost kind of sweet I mean yeah like not really sweet but it was just like it was such a moment and then when I saw the show they knew that that was a moment, and it became like a whole song. Oh, wow. You know, like, I love my dead gay son. And then the yeah. two dads, like, got together. And I was just like, to me, it was like, it didn't, and it worked in, in different ways. Like, yeah. it was a fun song, but it didn't, it's hard to, like, get those, like, quick jokes or, like, or, or just a line. Right. If you have to extend it yeah, into it a expands, song. And, yeah. like, characters, um, you know, are, are giving you so much with, like, emotion and, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and, they, and they're supposed to. Right, right. And even right. in Sweeney Todd, which, you know, works in the way we're, we are talking about, like, in, uh, I mean, there's a lot of emotion going on in that Yeah, show. it's really high-pitched emotion, yeah. you know, and maybe it helps to have, like, a real melodrama where you have, right. like, a total villain, yeah. a total revenge plot, yeah, you know, and that's maybe true. that helps I mean, Sweeney is kind of, in addition to the twist, it's probably more plot-driven mm. than a lot of shows yeah. that 
Um, I'm thinking too of because um, the book writer of that was also the book writer of A Little Night Music. And right. That show is is not a twist show, but right. it also feels similar in that you're you're in a plot that's moving right. um, forward, and you feel like you're in the hands of uh, someone who the, you know is guiding right. you and knows what they're doing, and right. you know, right. Um, but yeah, I can't think of like a twist in. Yeah, and that's why you're right, because that's much different than, like, the company, Marilee, yeah. George Firth, right. which I really love, too. It's just a totally yeah. different thing. It's not plot-driven. Right. It's, um, it's thematic and, yeah. and beautiful in its own way. But, right, Hugh Wheeler was, like, a real, like, plot. And, right, and, and, uh, and very good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about spoilers at all. I, like, even for things that are big reveal twist things. Um, I just don't care if I know them in advance, right. but I know a lot of people do. Well, so. I think we're in like a post, we're almost in a post plot twist world. Like yeah. I think it's so hard to avoid spoilers. Right. And, and I mean, maybe a great show, like, I mean, Oedipus has a huge plot twist, right? It's right. like the plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone watching that in the audience knew the yeah. story. So right. it, it, I guess it can't just rely on that surprise. And right. I guess that's what maybe we're getting at with like being taken care of by the storyteller. Right. It's, it's actually more, the reveal. Yeah. Well, to me, like it's more about the how than it's the a what. How. It's the how and then the what. Yeah. yeah the absolutely. what is like, like you can tell me the what, like I don't, I don't care. But if I'm there to watch the how, right. You know, and, right. uh, Right. Well, it's, and that's Sweeney is like Sweeney is the how. Like yeah. the what reveal is is a twist and you're like, "Oh my gosh." But that whole show is totally engaging, you know, right. in itself and like you're seeing how it's leading up to that twist. Right. And the, yeah. and like the how like you were saying um like a will here, won't he get mm-hmm. away with it? Yeah, it's, it's like another version. Twist. And you're yeah. sort of feeling that in Sweeney. Yeah. Um you know, you're yeah, you're feeling that in a lot of these shows yeah. um, where I was thinking of, like, Crime and Punishment. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Les Mis, too. Like, will he evade yeah. capture? I mean, that's the hook that maybe right. gets you listening yeah. through the whole thing. I mean, one show I was thinking of that does that, that I wouldn't even have thought to put in this category, but The Music Man is, like, totally a will he get away with oh, it Oh, you're right. Kind of yeah, show. and that's sort of a plot twist, too. Yeah. But that's also another classic trope of, like, the trickster right. who's going to trick, but then he can't follow through on mm-hmm. the trickery because right. his humanity and his love. Yeah. Know, so that sort of has its own interesting story right. happening. Yeah, but you're yeah. right. You're right. We, we Will he, because he seems to get away with everything. Right. And it's like, like he's in this town. And, you know, and then you see the librarian, uh, Marion, like... Um, researching him and right. knowing, oh, you're knowing right. this right. and the, is she going to say something on six, you know? six. Yes, and, right. and then oh, you know you see her like then she decides not to since we were thinking about this I just kept thinking of other shows that had like these smaller reveal or things you wouldn't necessarily think of as reveals right well like um like I was thinking of Annie and like how you're you like, spend kind of the show believing that, you know, she has these parents out there. Yeah. And then it's kind of revealed that they're dead 
and right. that, I mean, I don't think that's a, that big of a spoiler. Right. So. <laughs> no, that's yeah. I you mean, know, if, like if you the, haven't seen Annie by yeah. this point. Um, well, actually, you know, maybe we have some young listeners. Yeah. But um, but where the locket is also a little bit of a tw- like that half of the locket yeah. that then rooster and then and, all of a sudden it's just in the orphanage. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, because like right, like Miss Hannigan's been just like sitting on it right. for years. Like but, it's but set that, up to be this thing. And yeah, then it's not, right. Yeah. It's, it's a very mundane thing that was just there, and it, yeah. all of Annie's hopes were pinned on it. That's right. a good point, and it's just like stuck in the closet of the orphanage, right, right. and it's used <laughs> to sort of try to trick. Um, but that's true. Like that is um, that is like a slow reveal. Yeah. Because you you go through it like Annie. You're like, where are her parents? Right. She wants to find her parents, and then I mean, the beauty of that show is yeah. you realize her family that she's right growing into this new family that's going to become her yeah. parents, and like, what are parents? Which is you know, right. people that love you and are gonna do anything for you. Right. So I, um, it's another great plot, like great yeah. story. Oh, I love Annie. You know? Sunday in the Park with George, just like that, the act, the the weird, like, um, difference between the two acts. Yeah. And I'm saying it's weird, but it, I mean, it kind of is if you, like, don't expect that to happen. Oh, it's very weird. Um, yeah. But are you saying that's, like, a twist? It's, it's, like, I'm saying it's, like, a, an unexpected mm. event. Right. Um, that you're, like, what? Whoa, like you're, you know, right. I mean, so maybe not a gasp moment, not a but a gasp, like, what's but like a reveal, like a not even a reveal, but like a yeah, a totally something to keep you off your, yeah, uh, on your toes, yeah, yeah. or like a left turn or, or something, right? Like, I had a friend who who like left after the first act, and oh, she was so like, I, I just felt like I knew where it was going, and I was like, right. well, the, the second <laughs> act is actually a hundred years later, and she was like, oh. That's not what I thought. Right, like was... you had no idea where <laughs> yeah. I was going. Yeah. yeah, which is like, I think a positive and a negative. Like if if, like it's not a good sign if someone can leave your show and and in the intermission, even if yeah. you are gonna go to an amazing place, the second act. Right. I guess like if you haven't, and this is no offense to James Lapine, brilliant. You yeah. Know, but like maybe there's also a danger of not having the second act. Not building enough yeah. of a suspense or, or feeling right. like there will be twist. Like she didn't feel like there would be right. a twist, right? Or it's anything surprising, right? The she twist kind of come. Well, yeah. Well, in that, it's like the twist. If we're calling it a twist, kind of comes at the beginning of the second act, right? Where the turn should come at the ends of the. Right. First I mean, act. that's. I mean, who are we to to rewrite? You know, but but yeah, maybe that mm-hmm. would. Maybe it's where the intermission landed, and she yeah. would have been like, "Oh, well, this is weird. I gotta yeah. stay for this." The end of the first act of Sunday in the Park with George is gorgeous and amazing. But yeah, in the context of right, like true. propelling the hook, right? Yeah, What's propelling like, the right. audience forward into the next act. It doesn't really do that, right? Yeah. Right. Like which now I feel like we're all supposed to do. Like everything is supposed to be in. A little bit of flux at the right. end of the first, right. like There's, of some unresolved, right. like the rubber band is being stretched, yeah. but you don't know. Right, everyone's in some kind of crisis mode, yeah. um, and I guess if you break that rule, you do it at your own risk if you resolve too much at the end of the first act. Right, um, which kind of Into the Woods is a little like that. Yeah, too, right? I mean which Into the Woods. Yeah, and Into the Woods, I think it's similar, but it also um, has that that 
beanstalk growing at the end of the right. It first has a act. hint, a yeah. hint of what's coming. So yeah, it kind of like it kind of pushes right. it, it a little it more forward. Little yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, that's true. I mean, just in general, like I think we were also wanting to discuss like why do we love plot twists yeah, so much? We like did what? Discuss that. I think that's fascinating. Like what is like the I guess the the satisfaction of that yeah that like I guess things like clicking into place yes um like a story um yeah just like a story like like the gears of something you know clicking into place or yeah something. that's a good metaphor for it I mean I think of sort of like getting chills mm-hmm. um I think of these like physical reactions I've had to when I've just been like oh my god yeah um and I don't you know what maybe it's that it's sort of it's like simultaneously mm-hmm. a surprise yeah. and a relief. You know, maybe right. that's like a great plot twist. We'll do that. Yeah. Um, well, it just um, reminds me of I think something Sondheim said about a rhyme, which is it should be um, t- completely unexpected but also inevitable. Um, yes, yeah, and, that's, that's a really and that's, way to put it. Yes. I mean, that's how, I mean, stories should be too. I mean, anything yes. that, like, kind of engages us in that way yeah. of, like, ooh, what's that? Like, oh, I wasn't expecting yet that, but yet, like... Of course, you know. <laughs> right, because you could be going along in Sweeney and, like, a lizard could come and, like, eat up, you know, all of London. Like, that's a plot twist. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't land. Yeah. It hasn't been set up in this way, like, really planted. And, right. And, um, you know, I think that's what sometimes we're talking about is the these details that are revealed that all add up right. um, to something. Yeah, it's it, the locking into place just the feeling that, oh my gosh, this storyteller was totally ahead of me. Yeah. I like that too. I like feeling like, oh my God, this guy or this gal has me in, you know, I was, I was 10 yards behind and I love that. Yeah. And I think the reverse is that if we feel like we see it coming. Yeah. Or. Well, it's what I say about Light in the Piazza, which I love that score. I love that show, but I, I feel like the first act is um, like the end of it is them falling in love. They were in love the second they saw each other. Mm, right. Like it's not. There's no twist there. There's I no see, right. like coming up, uh, coming on to like a new revelation. Right. You know. Right. Um. So like it's book wise, it's kind of like a almost like a downer for me there. <laughs> right. That's interesting. I mean, I, I you know, I. I saw it. I'm not as familiar yeah. with it, but I can see what you mean that, um, you know, right. It doesn't have, you're not, you're not necessarily, don't feel like the story's way ahead of you and you're right. trying to catch up and put the pieces together. Right. You know, Even, I mean, and like, it doesn't have to be like a mystery to, to do, to need that. I mean, all shows need like, right. like all shows need yes, an element of mystery. Like what, what is that character thinking? Like, right. why, why is this happening? Um, right, but you make a good point that, like, the mystery play, like, the gaslight, uh-huh. you know, is, like, that is the ultimate, like, that's, like, literally what we're talking about. Right. You know, it's, like, all of these clues revealed, only they're, like, literal clues. Right. But I think that is, like, a model for, and there's some red herrings, there's some things that you shouldn't be paying attention right. to, but some things you really should have. 
the mystery plot is yeah. like the, the template for revealing the clues and yeah, then yeah. having it all build towards something that you don't see coming right. but feels inevitable. Well, let's uh, move on to our why is this so good section. <laughs> okay. Um, we are going to talk about still hurting from the last five years. Right. Uh, so why don't you talk about why you picked this song and why you think it's so good. I think what it was for this song for me, and just to, to set it up, so the last five years has, um, speaking of like plot reveals, like mm-hmm. it has these two people going in different directions. Right. So it's a five-year relationship, and she begins disillusioned, and it's over. Mm-hmm. And he begins at the very beginning of the relationship, the first time he's met her, right. and he's, he's thrilled. And then as the show goes, he... Um, you know, become slowly disillusioned. You see things falling apart right. from his. And for her, they're getting better and better until at the end of the show, mm-hmm. she's at the beginning of the relationship. And they meet only during the wedding. Um, so it's, it's also just, I think some people might say that's a gimmick to me. <laughs> I love time. I love playing with yeah, that. Yeah. I think it's amazing. So I'm already set up to sort of love that convention in the show. Um, and then this song, it, it starts with a string quartet, first mm-hmm. of all, which I think you cannot go wrong right. with a string quartet. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of like Eleanor Rigby, you yeah. know, like when you bring that sort of classical sound in, um, interestingly, like it's just so intimate. I don't know. It's yeah. like the strings and that you just, it, it brings out these emotions. It actually starts, the show starts with like a music box thing uh, and yeah. then the cellos come in. Mm-hmm. So there's something right away that's saying, take notice. Yeah. Um, Heartstrings. Heartstrings. There you go. I mean, I'm, I'm a real sap. think a little bit about the writer and how he Jason Robert Brown opened the show mm-hmm. with that song and so the 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 judgment that I think would be leveled is like you know he would be portrayed as kind of the hero he's an artist too yeah. so I think that's why people compare it to Jason Robert right, Brown yeah. he's a novelist but you know he's on his artistic passion drive and she's acting in plays but doesn't seem to have his Mm-hmm. desire to be famous, yeah. you know, and so I think people could level this criticism that, you know, oh, that you're just glorifying your own journey and, you know, you're, you're, and the right. female character in this is, um, you know, looking just like the foil, but to me, when that, when she sings that song, she just holds, like, so much emotional weight, yeah. and the, the, the hook is, I'm still hurting, and it's just, there's nothing fancy, right. it's not a good, it's not a rhyme, um, it's just talking about how you did this and, and yes, you're so great. And, you know, you can say whatever you want yeah. and you can say that you were on this journey. Um, you know, uh, you decide, you know, Jamie decides it's his right to decide. Jamie's mm-hmm. got secrets. He doesn't confide. You know, it's like, okay, you're a very secretive, you're a brilliant, you're an artist, mm-hmm. but I'm hurting. Yeah. And I guess I just like love the emotional honesty of that. Yeah. And I think it just makes her, to me, 
just right away it quashes any idea that this is going to be all about the guy. Right. And I love, so it, I think I love the song in like the context mm -hmm. of the show as yeah, an opener. Yeah, that's really interesting. And as something that's going to be like, again, the surprise. You're like, you don't come to the last five years and think that the female is going to open with this thing that you're just, it's very damning yeah. against him to hear right. her talk about her emotions. And yeah. I think maybe also as an artist in my life too, I sometimes feel like, you know, yeah, I'm so focused on my own writing and my own this, but there are other people that could be hurting. Right. So I think there's also, I, I guess I empathize a little bit with it and with how he wrote it about someone that he's hurt. There are so many things where it's the guy's journey and, you know, the the woman is just left there. Right. And, like, this is her saying, like, I'm not, like, I'm not uh, that foil. I'm not that right. victim. I am... Right. Um, I'm here and I have emotions and this was all your decision. I have no control. Like, I feel like I have no control. Right. Um, right. Maybe there's somewhere a lesson to learn. I love yeah. that. Like, um, but that wouldn't change the fact that wouldn't speed the time once the foundation's cracked right. and I'm still yeah. hurting. I mean, it's such a beautiful, like, uh, lyric about a relationship, a breakup that was one-sided that like right. that one person it was their decision the other person can't do anything about right. it the one person is going to be fine but Jamie Jamie is probably just feeling just yeah fine. he's feeling yeah. just fine and like so one person's mm. going to feel fine the other person's going to feel dead. like it's right. such an imbalance um of of emotions right. and and what each person is going to then ultimately go through. Yeah. Um, and I think the lyric captures it so so beautifully. And another thing I love about this this lyric is the triple rhymes that start each right, verse. Right. Right. I mean, it's right. just so. Yeah. And they're not forced. Yeah, they're not know? forced so, at all. They're very simple. Right. So Jamie is over and Jamie is gone. Jamie's decided it's time to move on. Jamie has new dreams he's building upon. Like, they're yeah. all, nothing sounds like he had to rhyme. Right, and then you get to the last one, which is, like, the Jamie is over and where can I turn? Covered, covered with, with stars I did nothing to earn. Like, yeah. what a line. Uh, like. Yeah, I know, that really gets you. And it's, it's like, fierce and yeah. it's pathetic, but it's also yeah. very angry and, and right. assertive. So she kind of says that, like, maybe right. there is a lesson here, but that doesn't change anything. Right. Um, like, you're the you're the one that ended it, and I get the scars. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm left with yeah. this. I think, you know, just to, to think about the music, too, yeah. it's like the, the verses are very tight, so, um, and they're kind of like in that same place, a dee, 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 yeah. um, and then the da, 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 like how the verse, the, um, I guess what would we call that, the B section. Mm -hmm. Like, give me a day, Jamie, bring back the law. Mm -hmm. I, I just love how it explodes right. a little bit. And, it, it, you know, a good song will do that. It starts tight and controlled. But you know there's so much emotion here, and it just comes yeah. ripping out with that, um, you know, what about lies? Yeah. What about th things that you swore to be true? What about you, Jamie? What about, you know, what about, yeah. what about you? And then in the next part of that, bring back the lies, hang them back on the wall. Maybe right. I'd see how you could be so certain that we had right. no chance at all. Another triple rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very good.
in the return to the kind of A section, it's just always so satisfying. Yeah. Um, in part, again, there's like the, the, the instruments, the cello. Like, I don't think of this song intellectually. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't have even really talked about, I wouldn't have known the triple rhyme unless you had pointed it out. Right. So there's something emotionally, and I think that's partly the music and why we love musicals. Yeah. It's something you can't really explain. Right. Um, I mean, a composer might be, the composer might be able to explain, but yeah. that you're just, you just sort of feel this song before you right. even have to even talk about, think it. about it. Even though, you know, spoiler alert, like, you know where it's headed. Yeah. But it's a journey getting there right. that you're going to watch, which is something you said. It's the, it's the how, how. Yeah, not yeah. the what. Right. You know, like, yes, they, they break up. But how did it get to this point? Right. TV is over and where can I turn? Covered with scars, I did nothing to earn. Maybe there's somewhere a lesson to learn. But that wouldn't change the fact. Let's yeah. end with our last segment, which is called Something Wonderful, just something that we're excited about coming up in musical theater, oh. um, show, like a book, album, something coming. <laughs> what about a Back to the Future musical? Is that going to... I would be excited. <laughs> I think excited. that like, was in the works. Someone must be. Right? I mean, it's just <laughs> the most iconic, like, that, yeah. that movie keeps coming back in our culture. It's right. someone has optioned that show. And if you're out there and you don't, aren't going to write that show, I'm going to take over that option. Yeah. It's like, I would be really excited to see that show. I'm excited for um, NAMT to happen. That's the National Alliance of Musical Theater. Right. And, um, like, there's so many, there's a lot of great musicals this year in that, and I really hope that through NAMT they can move on to production so then we can say I'm excited for that production right. of that musical right thank you all for listening to this episode of scene to song please rate this podcast on iTunes subscribe share it with your friends and like our Facebook page scene to song with Shoshana Greenberg podcast the theme music you are hearing is by Julia Meinwald and check back here in two weeks for our next episode